0: Thank you. Let us turn to the Word of God. God's Love for Israel, series part five. This is the title of our message. From where does our message come? Today's message comes from Romans chapter 19, chapter 9, and we'll be reading from verses 19 through 29. Romans chapter 9, beginning at verse 19. Please rise for the reading of God's Word. Romans chapter 9, beginning at verse 19. We'll send someone. we we'll send someone to help you. You got him? Okay, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's a good question. Romans, mm-hmm. Romans chapter nine. Again, Romans chapter nine, verses nineteen to twenty-nine once everybody's there just look up and we'll begin reading it's fine it's good everybody's there? good verse 19 one of you will say to me Then why does God still blame us? For who resists his will? But who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed, say to him who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and some for common use? What if God, choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, or with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory? Even us, whom he had also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And it will happen that in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the Israelites be like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. And it's just as Isaiah said previously, unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom and Gomorrah. We would have been, we would have been like Gomorrah. Amen. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will Stand forever. Amen. Please be seated. Let me begin by introducing our message. Once again, the title of our message is God's Love for Israel, Part 4. God's Love for Israel, Part 5. Let me change that. Part 5. Now, this has been a long series. And it might go on even longer. But, i got to admit, we can learn a lot from Israel. From how God has dealt with Israel. So, I've been kind of just taking my time preaching from this. Because I am convinced, and I'm I'm positively sure that this will bless us if we heed God's word. So I ask that you bear with me. I ask that you continue to be in prayer. I ask that you remember that I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. I'm not God. God has given us us his word. And I believe that he knows more about us than we know about ourselves. I believe that if we obey God, if we follow that path upon which He has set us, which He has laid out for us, we are in His will. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Life, as many of you probably are starting to experience, is very short. Just yesterday, we celebrated the 18th birthday of one of our members. 18. I remember it seemed like it was just yesterday, they was age 12. It goes by quickly. And trust me, when you get to be my age, God willing, you're going to find out it goes even faster. Some days I wake up, I wish it would slow down. <laughs> I mean, to be serious. Seriously, I mean, to speak seriously about this matter, I do. I mean, I I wake up and I'm thinking, "Wow, where did the time go?" It just, it just keeps going faster. And you you know what? Time doesn't wait for no one. It keeps on ticking. Keeps on going. So I, again. I share this with you and I continue to track along with what God has for us because, listen, we must understand these things because time, again, doesn't wait for no one. We must order our day to take full advantage of all that God has given us. And when you think about it, we do this only once a week, once a week. And for approximately 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, depending on how long I talk. <laughs> but I generally don't go over over 45 minutes that I can remember. I may have once in a while. Forgive me. But, you know, that, that's, that's a very little, little bit of time when you think about it. Because it's 24 hours in a day. 24 hours in a day, 7 days out of a week. 365 days a year. Listen, you figure just one hour out of 24 hours, that's not very much. Especially when it comes to a God who's the creator of us all. To, to honor Him. To get to know Him. Just one hour. That's not very much time. And so, I want to encourage you to do this as often as possible. As often as you can. Because, it's going to come a time in your life, like me, when you're going to look back and you're going to say to yourself, what happened to the time? Lord God, it's going too fast now. I'm fast approaching the end of my life. And there's things that I want to do. There's things that I want to know about you. But I, it's like... I'm, it's, it's clear. I don't have enough time to do it. And yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not even promised to us. But we have today. Amen? So, topic of this message is Israel. God's plan for their salvation. Now, I'd like to propose that in Romans chapter 9, verses 14-29, to Paul describes God's salvific salvific actions in this history of Israel because Paul wants us to know about God's salvific plan for Israel now I know those words probably don't sound familiar to some of you out there Those, those adjectives in there probably don't sound very familiar to you but I will make that clear hopefully as time goes on so bear with me please now how can we fully understand all this Well, we can start by looking at the following three points. And point number one, because God planned to save Israel, God clearly has judged Israel. Point number two, because God planned to save Israel, somewhat like point number one, same as point number one, God has saved Israel. And point number three, because God planned to save Israel, God has also saved Christians. Now, as I'd like to remind you, the author of this passage is who, children? Paul. Paul. And what is Paul's office? An apostle, Jesus Christ. Now, the theme of this letter is stated very clearly over in Romans chapter 1, verses 17. Paul states, the theme of the letter. The gospel reveals how God puts people right with himself. It is through faith from beginning to end. genre of this letter, children? A letter. A letter. Very good. So, I'm glad to see that you've been paying attention. Now, remember, this is the word of God. Now, without further introduction, let us move into the message of God's and to the, the message that I, I believe that I have received from God and I hope that it blesses you. Let's begin with point number one. Because God planned to save Israel, God has judged Israel. Now a good place to start is what do, and I hope that you asking this question, what do you mean by that? Mr. Preacher, what do you mean by that? Well, God planned to save Israel. A lot of times, we don't think of God as a God who, in many ways, we are like. Did you you hear that? I'm going to say God is like us. We're like Him. You understand that? The Bible makes it clear that He's the Creator. And we're the what children? The created. He created us. Now, we have God's Word, the written Word, right here. This describes who God is. Now, you're going to know, if you you haven't noticed yet, when you pick up this Bible, when you pick up this Bible, it doesn't set out to prove that there's a God. It doesn't. It's not a Bible that, that, I mean, the writers of this Bible, remember, they were created too. They're human. They were human, just like us. Or are human, not word, are. Because I got to remember. Know they still exist. The writers of this Bible still exist, not here with us, not in this reality as we know it, but they exist in heaven now, and they're still in human form. They're humans. They were created by God. Are you with me now? So, but they, like us, are were created by God after His image. That is, like Him. He created us with the ability and the capacity to think, to reason. As many of you know, especially in in school, it's important that you be able to what? To think, to reason, to be able to reason, to be able to sit down and make a... What, children? What does daddy always try to encourage you to do? Make each day a what? Each day you're supposed to make a what? A game plan. Hello. I hope you guys are making a plan each day. Come on now. I hope that you're sitting down and you look at your schedule before you take off and go to school I got this class at this time. I got this class at this time. This assignment is due at this time. This this project is due at this time. I better get what? Busy. I better start right now. I better continue to do what I got to do in order to what? Succeed. In order to get the what? The passing grade. Because if I don't stay on task, if I don't do the things that are required in order to pass the class, what's going to happen? You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Now, God created us after his image like him. God planned too. He had a plan too. Now remember, he doesn't plan like we do. It doesn't take him that long to figure out certain things like it takes us to do. Matter of fact, for many of us, as you will soon find out, it takes us a lifetime to learn certain things. I'm one of those. It took me a lifetime to figure out that I am not the captain of my ship. (laughs) I am not the captain of my ship. I thought I was. I am not the captain of of my ship. The captain of my ship is the almighty God. He's the captain of my ship. A man may plan his ways, but it is God who directs his steps. Trust me. And you will soon find that out in your young life. Many of you, if you haven't already found it out already, that that's exactly how it works. Some days... You wake up, you plan to go to school, you plan to do A, B, and C, but things just somehow happen to get in the way. That is the providence of God. Trust me. God is a God who plans. That's my point. And He has planned to Redeem To save. Uh, Those are two words that are of the same. But to save. What I'm talking about here. To deliver Israel. Out of their troubles. Out of their woes. To deliver them. From that. Which. Because of our. First parents. You guys remember them right. Adam and Eve. They did a terrible thing. See, unlike unlike Adam and Eve, we are created in sin. We are sinners. We're called sinners because we—that's uh, what we do. That's what we do. Matter of fact, the Bible makes that clear: that we are born and conceived in sin. Listen. Each day, and in addition to that, we increase our guilt before God. If you recall, as you were reading those Ten Commandments, that is God's, sort of His tool that He has given to us to prove it to us. It acts like a, a teacher in so many ways. It teaches us that each day we fall short of doing what God requires of us in this world. Each day we do that, which is a sign that God, first of all, is right when he said all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All means all, not some, not a few, not one, not two, but all, every one of us. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, I keep going. Bring this back in. We don't have much time, but I want to say this. God plans. He planned to save Israel. Before the foundation of this world, before this world was even created, God had determined to save a people for himself. God had planned. Not now when I talk again, when I mean plan, I mean he has. He had already had made up in his mind. He had already determined. He has already done his game plan. He had already made a list of things that he would accomplish before this, this big blue marble, marble, I call it, was ever created. He knew what he was going to do. Now, even if we don't agree, even if we didn't know that, that's a fact. Why? Well, Bible makes that clear. Now, let's go to Scripture before I continue to march on. You can see this throughout Scripture. I mean, just the manner in which, in, in, in which, which Paul is talking about here when it comes to Israel, I mean, in the manner that Paul is talking here. He talks about saving Israel. Let's go over to. Chapter 19. Romans chapter 9 once again. Real quickly. Paul begins by stating this very important. Fact. Uh, Romans 9 chapter 19. Romans 9 chapter 19. One of you will say to me then, why does God still blame us? What is Paul talking about here? Paul's talking about the fact that God holds us responsible for what we do. It's that simple. And as I told you earlier, each day, as we should know, or if you want to find out for yourself, just try to do the ten commandments, and not fail in in, in one of them. Not and don't don't and don't and try not to fail in any of them. I should say, not not even one of them. Trust me, you'll soon find out that we deserve the blank, but. So, but to them, that was clear. But there was another issue. The the, the other issue was this. Well, God knows that we can't keep his commandments. He knows that we can't keep his commandments. He knows that we need help. We need somebody to help us, to stand for us. To sort of be a... As it were, the Bible describes it... um, Someone who's more mightier than we are. Definitely. Someone who's more powerful than we are. God knows that. I mean, after all, didn't he plan it this way? Well, Paul brings that up because... You know, still... That's not convincing enough for many. It was not, at least for them back then. That's still not convincing enough argument. It's not a convincing enough argument. So that's why they're, 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 they're basically challenging, not challenging, but they're questioning God's motives. They're questioning how God does things. Oh, God, you know, you say that we're sinners, we can't keep your law. I don't like it. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> why do you set it? Why do you set the bar so high? Why not lower the bar a little bit so that we can do what you want us to do? Lower the bar a little bit. Yes, I sin, and sometimes I sin even more than other times. But it's because you have set this. You have set the bar too high. And now listen, I think you need to lower it a little bit. So that I can do what you want me to do. Just never mind that I sin. Don't even think about it. Let me just you know, hey, you you god, you got it like that. You can do that. Oh, but Johnny over here. Alright, listen. What Johnny did, God, you got to get him. You can't let Johnny get off now. I mean, after all, Johnny, they call him Hitler. He did a lot of bad things. You can't let him off the hook. So you got to get him. But as for me, you know how holy I am. You know how much I want to obey you and do all the things that you call me to do. So just forget about it. Is that the kind of God we want? I hope not. That's not the kind of God I want. I want a God who's going to hold me responsible and I hope that you do too for what I do. Because I want him to treat others in the same way. Johnny too. Just as Johnny, and just as much as I want Johnny to get his, that is Hitler, or whoever, I don't care who he is. The worst the worst of them all, and there's many of them out there, and I'm not going to even name them, because you know them. Listen, there go I, if it were not for your grace, and your mercy. I could be just like Hitler, if it were not for God's grace and his mercy, because I have, I have within me the same the same sin, The same ability to do the same thing that he did. So you know what, God, for my sake and for your sake, for the sake of us all, judge me just the same. I hope you do too, Amen. But who resists His will? It's a good question. Who resists? Who can resist the will of God? After all, He's the Creator. He planned it all this way. It's clear. Well. I mean when we look around us, you can't you gotta admit, you gotta say to yourself, you know what? This did not happen by accident. Each day, on us all, the sun rises and lowers. For some reason we're not falling off the edge of this world. Something is keeping us, something is sustaining us, something Someone, somewhere, had planned all this and had put it all together. So I I bring that to you for the very simple fact that this God is the one. The God that Paul talks about. He is this creator. He is the one who had planned all this. And he is the one that judges us. He is the one who determines if we are good or not. Right? Like Santa Claus. God. <laughs> checking his list and he's checking it twice to find out if you're what? Not of your nice. Okay? Same one. Same God. He does the same thing. And he has found out that we are all sinners. We are all sinful. And he has judged us. He has judged Israel. How do we know that God has judged Israel? First of all, it's in His Word, right? Um, over here it says right here. Um, God, Paul basically sets up God. He's like a potter, right? He's like a potter. Everybody know what a potter is, I hope. It's somebody who forms and shapes things out of clay. You can make bowls. You can make all kind of neat little things that we need to eat from utensils and stuff like that. Okay? So God is sort of like that. And, you know, so Paul makes it clear that the potter has the right to make out of the same lump of coal, some for noble purposes and some for just normal everyday common use. He has, that, he has that right to do that. After all, he's the creator. And so what he has done, he has created some, and that's Israel, is one of them. He basically created Israel to be a light unto the world. Listen, from Israel came the most important person of all, and that is Jesus Christ. And out of Israel, Jesus Christ is the only one that God created without sin. Other than Adam and Eve. But we know Adam and Eve, they did what? They rebelled against God. But Jesus Christ did what? He did every single thing that God the Father had told him to do. That is a clear sign of God's judgment. Upon who? All of us. All of us have, according to the Bible, children have what? Fallen short of the glory of God. That's what that's the sign. And so Israel too. They've fallen short. But listen, God, this is the good news. The good news is this that God is faithful to his promises. He is faithful to his what? His plan. Listen, Adam and Eve failed to do what was required by God. Even Israel, listen, Israel, that's Jacob, and all his descendants, clearly they failed. And they know that, and they see that, and that's basically why they're arguing, and they're complaining. They're like, well, it's just not fair. We we can't do it. You need to lower the standards. Something is wrong here. We need help. And God is saying, I am going to help you, and I have helped you. And it's in my son, Jesus Christ. He will save you. He will deliver you from your sin. And he has. Are you with me now? This is the good news, people. And this is what I'm trying to bring you to. To understand. That because God planned to save Israel, he's going to make it happen. And he has made it happen. Beginning and ending in Jesus Christ. God saved Israel, because He planned to save Israel. Even though Israel, on their own, on their own, they could not save themselves. There's no way possible they could, they could ever save themselves. I'll never forget the time when I was in the Marine Corps, and I was required to jump into a ten foot, uh, ten foot, um, well, maybe more than ten foot. It was, oh, the tower was ten foot, ten feet, and I had to jump off the ten feet tower into a pool. And I don't know how deep that was, but all I know is that when I jumped off that tower, or before I jumped off that tower, I knew, I knew in my mind, and I thought in my mind, that I could swim. And he asked us, he said, all those who could swim on this side, those who cannot swim on this side, I want to decide where they could swim, because I, I swam all my life. But there was something different about this time. This time I had a helmet on, and I had full gear uniform, boots, and a rifle in his hand. And back then, the helmets were made out of out of metal. So I don't know how many more pounds I weigh. But <laughs> well, anyways, to make a long story short, when I jumped off that 10-foot tower and I jumped into that pool, I did everything just like they taught me. I was straight as an arrow. I hit the bottom. I bounced up, came up, and I started stroking. And I was struck. And I was struck. But before long, I was right back down at the bottom where I started. And I couldn't understand it. Why am I back down here again? This is one place I definitely don't want to be. There's no air down here, for one. (laughs) And the more I tried tried to, to, to help myself, the more I tried to get back up to the top, guess what? It wasn't working. So finally, you know, I just had to make up in my mind. I could either start breathing, or I can just sit here and wait till they fish me out. And of course, I chose the latter. That's why I'm here today. if I didn't, I wouldn't probably be here. I waited. As calm as I could be, I just stopped. Because I, I, I wanted to reserve my energy. And I had to just trust. That my comrades, well my instructors, not my comrades, but my instructors would would fish me out. Like they promised me they would. They promised me that, listen, if you find yourself struggling, just wait. Because we're going to wait until you stop. Because we're not coming down there to get you. Because if we come down there and try to get you and you're struggling, guess what's going to happen? You're going to bring us down too and hold us down. And that ain't going to happen. So I waited. And I was just as calm as I could be. I probably was near death. I didn't even know it. Well, I was like, hey, I am, I'm not struggling. That's all I know. It's the same way with the economy of God, people. It's the same way. God can only save us. God can only give us what we need in order to do what he requires of us. And that is in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. Amen? So because God had planned to save Israel, he also... Trying to say not only Israel and all his descendants. Now I got to I got to make this clear. When I talk about Israel, I'm, I'm talking about the descendants of Israel, Jacob, because he promised them that. So, but and he's keeping his promise. He has kept his promise, and that is in Christ Jesus. But us now, what about us as Christians? What is how does this apply to us? This applies to us in the same way. Listen. As Christians, the reason why we call ourselves Christians is because we're like Christ. That's why it's called Christians. God has placed it on our hearts. If you're willing to confess, especially in this day and time, if you can tell somebody and look them straight in the eye, hey, I'm a Christian. I don't do these kind of things. Chances are, guess what? You've been saved. Because if you had not been saved, you wouldn't be able to say that. God has placed it on your heart. And it's just, so, what has happened, just like God saved Israel, that is through Christ, and they believe in Christ, it's by faith. It's a trusting in Christ. We too, we trust in Christ. So, that's why I share this with you, because the same way they were saved, we were saved too. But the thing is, is that they were, what? Saved first. They were made aware of their salvation way before we were. And that's why I like I like this story about Israel. That's why I like going through this study. Because we get to learn so much about how we're, we've been saved. And we have the same questions, many of us, just like they do. You know, or it's just not fair. Because even though we're Christians, we still sense the fact that, you know what? Something's still not right. I still... I still sin. But see, with Christians, the thing that has changed and what we need to understand is that we're saved by faith in Christ Jesus. And God has begun his work within us, on the inside of us. And he's working his way out. So one day, not only our inward, just like our inward person, our soul, right, with body and soul, right? It's been renewed, the soul has been renewed, the body will be new, renewed as well. But that's another difference, that's a whole different story. But you need to understand that as, now as Christians, because God has saved us, we want to continue to move forward. We want to continue to do those things which glorify Christ. They glorify that name which we have been given. And we do this by being thankful. Unto God. Coming together. Like we have done. Today. Lifting up one another. Helping one another. Encouraging one another. By prayer. By by saying those things which will. Build us up and not tear us down. Because that's what truly glorifies God. In this life. It's how we live our lives before him. Amen? Amen? Not just reading the Bible, or not just coming coming here once one, one hour out of a Sunday and, and, and then leaving here and, and sort of saying, well, I did my thing, now that's this for God for the rest of the day, the rest of the week. And if I get back next week, I might get back, I don't know. It's no, no big deal. No, Christians don't think like that. We want to be in God's will every day, every moment, every second. Because, listen, you never know. You never know when you might meet someone. Or you might have to share and give your testimony about why you believe what you believe. Amen? That was one of the things. When I, when, in, in the Marine Corps, when I became this, when I was a sergeant, as a matter of fact, everyone knew who knew me. I was a sergeant, as far as they was concerned, I was a sergeant from hell. I didn't mess around. I'm not bragging on it or anything like that. But people who knew me, they thought I was crazy. But that was that was my way of letting them know, hey, I don't mess around. If we're going to go to war together, if we're going to do battle together, we got to do it right. Because I don't take no prisoners. And if I go to war, I am not dying for my country. But I sure enough will make them die for theirs. That's how I should think. I wanna come back home. I wanna get some good cobbler for my mom. Come on, make some good cobbler, man. I make it back home, brother. I'm sorry. That's how I taught. Work hard, but I play hard. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so but I was serious about my business being a Marine. Okay and I share that with you, and I hope that you too you know we now that we're when I when I be I was sharing with you when I became a Christian, I changed all that and so instead of being the sergeant from hell, I became the sergeant from heaven it changed me. I to had to stop talking how I talked and all that it was, it was tough, but you know what God is faithful. trust me and I want to offer this to you I want to offer. It. Offer our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to you. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not received Him yet. If if this is your first time hearing the gospel. Hearing the good news about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That Jesus saves. And that only Jesus alone can save. And that the only way to get right with God is through Jesus Christ. I want to offer that to you today. Amen. And I pray that God will. Will open up your heart I pray that God will do a work in your hearts and that you too will experience this life the abundant life it's the abundant life. trust me you know you you if you if this is your first time you're going to go through stages where you know it gets lonely sometimes but God is faithful He will provide for you He will provide people in your life He'll bring people into your life it he will help you they have come alongside you, pray for you, encourage you, and build you up in, in the faith and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And trust me, it will be far, your life will be far more fulfilling, and you'll feel like it's far more worthy than ever before if you trust in Christ. Because what will happen is instead of living for yourself, you begin to live for God. You begin to live for that one who, who has created us. You begin to live a life that honors Him instead of bringing dishonor to Him. Not only to Him, but to yourself and to your family and friends as well. Amen? Amen. I hope that's the kind of life that you want. Now, let's close and let's keep in mind these things that we spoke about today. Because God planned to save Israel. God has judged Israel. That's the sign. The sign I showed you, there's there's signs all around us. Paul brought that out. And um, his judgment is is right. God's judgment is right. He's the creator. He should know us. He knows us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he tests us all the time. He tests them. He tests Israel with the law. And they failed just like Adam and Eve failed. But there's one person who didn't fail. And that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Because God planned to save Israel. God has saved Israel. And that is in Christ. And in Christ alone. In Christ. It's in Christ. Christ did it all. He obeyed God's law without fail. He died. He bore the punishment that we deserve. Amen. That's something. That's the good news, because God planned to save Israel. God has also saved Christians. This This is not just the story of Israel; it's the story of Christ, and that is those who are God is creating, and He's bringing them up, and He's raising them up, and He's molding them into the images of Christ. And so we need to we need to understand that. Amen. Let's. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your spirit. Thank you for increasing our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord God, thank you for enlightening us with this marvelous message from your written word. Bless our listeners. We ask and we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, please rise for the doxology. Now to him who is able to keep and strengthen you according to to the divine revelation of God's most precious revelation, that is the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. According to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, According to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith, to the only wise God be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Hug one another and encourage one another and may God bless you.